0: we To episode 177 of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in West Lafayette, Indiana. We're talking about read about, write about, and dream about, amongst other things, video games, video games, video games. So tonight, Alicia Carabinas and I are running solo. (laughs) <laughs> solo. We're running solo because we're, uh, you know, it's the beginning of the school semester or it starts on Monday um, and we are just going to kick back and talk about social game, social gaming. Funny um, that on this episode, we don't have a guest. I know, <laughs> that is ironic, <laughs> isn't it? We're going to talk about social gaming, but we're going to do it all by ourselves. Mm. <laughs> Something wrong with you. Uh, well, you know, we knew that for a long time. (laughs) So we're going to do our usual though, what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking. And then we're going to talk about social gaming. So Alicia, I'm going to be polite. I'm going to be polite. When? Tonight. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) What you playing, boo?
1: Uh, it, at this precise moment in time, I am playing a mobile game called Design Home, which is not really so much a game as a way to torture yourself. Um, especially if you're the kind of dedicated person who doesn't like to spend money on buy-to-win, pay-to-win uh, pay games. So it's this interior design, quote-unquote, game. And uh, it's very calming and soothing, but also frustrating so it's everything I like in a game really
0: of course it is
1: <laughs> so there's that this is the most I don't know I guess normal thing I've played in a long time um normal. other than that yeah it's it's my usual stuff and this is one of the reasons why we're talking about social gaming been playing gloomhaven been playing D, still mm-hmm. playing the mafia world championships that I can't talk about don't ask me um and I'm playing another game of Mafia that's based on Game of Thrones, which will be very fun and lots of chaos
0: and death. Just like Game of Thrones, I guess. Yes. <laughs> it's the perfect
1: theme for a <laughs> Mafia game, really.
0: So um, social gaming. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of uh, games with other people lately, too. Um, might have been video games. I haven't played any analog games probably all summer. Oh, Wow. Um you're not hip
1: cuz that's what the kids are doing these days.
0: Apparently, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, I played Well, I probably played a little bit at the beginning of the summer. Um but we kind of fell out of the habit. Uh but anyway, so I've been playing uh Oh, I started playing We Happy Few. Yeah,
1: how is it?
0: Oh my so okay, so We Happy Few when it first came out in like game preview. I know. Was a trash fire. Yes. It was like a survival game that nobody could survive. I would watch people playing it. And I had downloaded like the two hour trial. And I was like, I'm not even going to play that. Cause... I played it. <laughs> it was horrible. So think about your best Bioshock dream. Okay. That's what we happy few is like oh, now. Dang. It is okay. so good. <laughs>
1: I saw your little jump scare video that you posted. And I thought I kind of need to play it, but I'm not sure. And I had that weird experience too. That was the the one where there was the let's fake a rape on this NPC video that got uploaded. Mm. Um and so yeah, it the whole the whole thing was tainted for me a little bit with the game preview, but it's, it makes me feel better to hear you say good things about it
0: yeah no it's really good I have really enjoyed playing it um and I and I'm gonna be playing more of it <laughs> I'm, that, this is like the first time in a, in a good long time that I've started like a, a an adventure slash RPG game and was like I'm gonna finish this one um yeah so I'm really enjoying this yeah okay it's 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 a totally different game totally different genre even um and it's got it's got a it's got a real narrative it's got a real story
1: yeah I mean they were you could definitely see how that was building in the game preview but just everything else seemed a mess um oh man I'm gonna I need to get it okay Thanks for ruining my day. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. It's good it though.
0: It's good. Oh, you will right. not, you will not, you will not be mad that you, that you got it. You'll not be mad if you got it.
1: I need a present for starting the semester
0: anyway. So there we go. There you go. There you go. When you go, are you buying a digital copy? Or are you buying a physical copy? I don't know. If you buy the digital copy, you better go to my, uh, you better go to my mixer page and buy it from there. Okay. So I get my <laughs> kickback. Um, <laughs> Yes, boss. Hey, I got, a kid to I got a kid to feed. A kid that ate three cartons of yogurt for breakfast. <laughs> I was like, why'd you eat three yogurt? She was like, I, I want a yogurt. I'm like... I guess. All the yogurt. All of it. All of it. Every ate bit. Three cartons of yogurt for breakfast. Um. Now, mind you, we also have like the big cartons of yogurt. See, I buy the little ones because sometimes we want fruit yogurt yeah. or whatever. So, we buy those and then... Um, I'll buy a bunch of them in different flavors and then I'll buy the big carton of Greek yogurt. That's like honey flavored or plain and we'll put honey and like granola and stuff in it. So it depends on what you're in the mood for with your yogurt in the morning. Right. So she didn't even mess with the big carton. She just straight went for three of the fruit flavored ones. And like with the fruit, I was like, you wanted? I was like, that was like having jelly on the bottom of, so I don't buy those because they're so sweet. And she had like three of them.
1: I like all of the um, black cherry, any any brand black cherry. But my, I I only really eat Siggy's anymore when I eat yogurt.
0: Yeah, we buy the Greek ones so they're not super sweet. They just oh, put the stuff at the bottom. I like bottom. the
1: super sour yogurt. Yeah, if I don't make a face when I eat it, it's not. It's not oh good.
0: yeah, see the um the the ones that I really like are the Noosa. Um, ones cause they're super creamy, but I can't eat my, uh, my body is just rejecting all dairy these days. Um, my lactose intolerance has gotten so bad. Um, but anyway, we won't talk about that. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. We won't talk about that. Sorry for your loss. Sorry for my loss. Yeah. So, um, so she had a bunch of yogurt for breakfast. Um, I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> know, but now we've we're talking, talking about games, but it now talking we're talking about, about yogurt. So who knows? About yogurt. Yeah, and lactose intolerance. Um, So, we have a few. Um, I also, so over the weekend, I played the Black Ops 4 beta. I am not a Black Ops player. I'm not. I'm not Mm -hmm. a Black Ops player because I never liked that futuristic space soldier bullshit with wall running and all the... I mean, so there are certain games that I don't play for certain reasons. Mm -hmm. But... This one looked really good cause I was watching cause the, the PS4 betas was like a week before the Xbox beta and I was watching other people play it. And I'm like, this is not like black ops. It's like a boots on the ground, um, you know, shooter, but it didn't feel like, you know, military, it didn't feel like your typical military shooter. It mm-hmm. just felt like a tactical shooter and I was, and it was pretty and it was running well, even in a beta. Um so I was like, oh I got to try that. So I got in on the Black Ops 4 beta thanks to Mixer. And I got in on the Black Ops 4 beta and you know, I don't think I slept this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing like nonstop I was playing like with all my friends. I was playing with people on my stream. I was playing Black Ops all the dang time, and I was like, "Uh, how can I get down with this
1: see um, i don't need I don't need anything like that in my life.
0: Oh, it was so
1: good though, no, I need to be able to sleep occasionally.
0: Well, I I was just trying to get my hours in for the for the beta was over. So, yeah, I, I hope that goes away when when the game actually drops. <laughs> it was so, I mean, it was good because they had like they had like different cuz you know, I like the defend the point kind of. It's just like like Overwatch, right? Yeah. Um they have they had a ton of like the defend the point kind of modes. Um and that that had like different twists to them. Um, you would, you know, I really, be perfectly honest, I think you would like it. I mean, probably, cause it's right up your alley. It is right up your alley, and I played so much. I mean, one night we we I had gotten bumped while we, we were streaming. I had gotten bumped from the game and I couldn't get back in because there were a little server. It's It's beta, right? So. Right. You know, you expect that, right? And I couldn't get back in. I sat there and tried for like three hours, over and over again, to get back in. I got back in at three o'clock in the morning, and I was like, "Oh, I'm back in. I should probably go to bed." No, I was up till like seven o'clock in the morning playing. <laughs> um, which is why my sleep schedule is so see. Screwed but this up is what right I'm now. saying,
1: as you like to remind me every time I say I'm doing anything else. I have a dissertation to write, <laughs> so I don't need that shit in my life. <laughs> I made... I'll i be like I have to make a sandwich
0: Sam's all you have a dissertation to write <laughs> we'll leave that sandwich for later um, I made a big old batch of uh, pumpkin spice cupcakes mm-hmm. uh, which were spice cake cupcakes and then I filled them and topped them with pumpkin uh, with pumpkin frosting so whenever my kid was like mom can we play I was like go have a cupcake and she was like okay and I was like, <laughs> They were bribe cupcakes. They were bribe cupcakes. Bribe cakes. Bribe cakes. The bribe cakes. Look, the bribe cakes kept me in Black Ops all weekend. I don't know why you're playing. My kid ate like a dozen and a half cupcakes, but, you know, I got to play Black Ops. Um, (laughs) I'm the worst mother on the face of the planet. I
1: mean, you said it. I didn't say
0: it. Okay, so Black Ops, um, Overcooked 2, which is really Uh, good.
1: Yes, I want that
0: too. Overcooked 2, which is really good because it's got not only couch co-op, but online co-op for up to four players. I know. And you can play couch co-op with your with your partner, spouse, hubby, whatever you have, kid, and then still be playing um, online co-op at the same time with other people. Oh. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I want it. Yeah. um, So I have played that. I had so much fun playing it. I played it with one of my mods when I was streaming it and we played the versus mode at some, at one point. And just like the way that he was playing was hilarious because he would, uh he would do stuff like, um, we had to compete in separate kitchens. So he would just like throw a bunch of mushrooms on the floor in my kitchen so that it would keep blocking me and it would slow me down. Oh man, that's rude. <laughs> It was hilarious though. And I was like, oh my God, I would have never have thought to do that.
1: I would never have thought to do that. I'm going take had... notes though for when I get this. I'm
0: right. And today. we had like one shared wall and, but that was where most of the counter space was on that one shared like counter. So I would be making stuff on the counter. I would like have the three quarters away done. I turn around to grab the last ingredient and he would grab, he would steal it. And I was like, wait, where'd my pizza go? <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. And it was funny is that it didn't make me rage. Usually I get ragey when I play those kinds of games, but playing versus mode rather than playing like a co-op mode, I I think what it is is I can't play those kind of games co-op. Playing versus mode rather than co-op mode. It was just hilarious the whole thing. It just kind of made it a lighter experience and I really enjoyed it. I'm kind of I want I can't wait to play more of that. Um, mm, that sounds so fun. It is really fun it is really fun I have to say um, and then last thing um, I played two other like puzzle platformers um, which I always want to be really good at platformers but I'm really not I mean I can struggle through them for the most part but I'm not I'm, to, I, look I know <laughs> I'm not good at them either remember never forget the 32 missed jumps oh right in the astronaut game <laughs> yeah. It was terrible, so I feel you. So I can usually struggle through them after a while, and I oh, but I always love them because they've been doing such great things with like these platformers lately, and making them puzzle platformers that have these great narratives like Limbo and Inside. And I played those games and I finished them, but it was a struggle. I was a struggle <laughs> bus the whole time. Yes, yes, um, so hard. <laughs> so I started playing two other ones. That, um in the last week or so, one called Flipping Death, um, mm-hmm. which is really fun. It's about you. You play a girl who has uh, died, right? And she, when she goes to the afterlife, she runs into Death, and he's like, "Oh, it's the tip I called for." And he like hits it and goes on vacation. So she um, she spends her time like replacing Death temporarily, right? Mm-hmm. One trying to figure out why she died, right? Like, why she died, how she died, what happened uh and two trying to solve the solve the murders of other people who are already in the afterlife um by possessing and taking over bodies um in the real world right so it but so you have to flip back and forth so it's a little like um a puzzle platformer and kind of a link between worlds I know you hate the, all the 3D Zelda games. Mm-hmm. Um, like A League Between Worlds, all those games together. And it was really super fun. And I've been playing a lot of it because I got it on my Switch so I could take it with me and play it. Um, and then the the other one is uh, called The Candle, The Power of the Flame, which is another puzzle platformer. Soup is beautiful. It looks like a water... It's, a hu- it's like a huge watercolor painting. Uh, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, and you play all of these... Um, puzzles that are uh, solved based on the use of fire in one way or another. Um, so yeah, those have been super fun and I got codes for both of those for streaming, um, and review kind of purposes. So I have to say that some of the games I bought myself, but, um, overcooked, um, candle and flipping death. I got all got codes for, um, and well, Blobs, which is a beta. I don't. I didn't really get a. I got a code, a beta code for. It, but you know, nobody gave me the real copy, full copy. <laughs> but if anybody wants to send me the full copy, I will <laughs> definitely take it. Fifty nine ninety nine. I definitely take it. Yeah, no doubt. Send two. Send two. We get Alicia Hook too.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So, yeah, because I'm always playing a bunch of different games. But that's what I've been playing the last couple of weeks because it's been two weeks. Um, what about reading? What you reading, Alicia Carabinus?
1: Uh, I forgot the name. Let me open my little e-reader. You talk about yours first
0: while I look. Okay. So what I've been reading is I am still... On the Struggle Bus, struggling my way through. Not that it's not a good book. It is just not my kind of book. Um, John Green's Turtles All the Way Down. Yeah. Um, I'm still struggling my way through that. One, because i really rather be reading something else. Mm-hmm. I would really rather be reading The Hate You Give. And I won't let myself read The Hate You Give until I finish this one. Because I have to finish this one for um, our Mixer Book Club. Um, and you know what? And I've been struggling with it. Um, and I figured I kind of thought about and figured out why today. Um, because the protagonist in the book, it's a YA novel, is a young girl, but it's a young girl written by a, like a middle-aged white dude.
1: Yeah. Yes. And it's
0: just not resonating with me. Um, and, I, and I, if fi- and I finally figured out today, I was like, "Why can I not finish this book?" Uh, and it's a, just a, it's just a perspective that he has no real grasp on. Um, and, and you know, and yet his books are very popular. And yet his books are very popular. Lots of books are very popular. I mean, they're. I mean, and people get mad when I start talking. to, You know, when I call their phase formulaic hacks, right? But. <laughs> you know some of the most (laughs) I remember somebody who gets
1: mad when I call their faves formulaic
0: hacks no 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 y'all don't get mad I don't get mad but I mean I can admit some of my faves are formulaic you know what I'm sorry Stephen King formulaic hack but I enjoy Stephen King novels yeah because there's something extra to them. them that the 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 setting is always is always pretty inventive but I mean when you look at it all of them are really the same book they all follow the same formula. Yeah. Um. You know, John Grisham formulaic hack, and I read a lot of John Grisham back in the day. But still, formulaic always follows the same pattern. Always, you you could tell everything is gonna happen in a John Grisham no- novel before it even happens because it's written on a formula. That's how these people churn out these these you know New York Times bestsellers on the pop- on the mass market paperback list. Every year, because they're writing from a formula. They got it written on a wall on, next to their monitor, and they just like, well, next she's got to do this. And, <laughs> I mean, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. I mean, got to be realistic. And that doesn't mean you can't enjoy them, but it doesn't stop them from being formulaic. Um, And so, yeah, I'm struggling with turtles. I'm struggling. I might cheat and just buy the audiobook so I can finish it before... <laughs> so i can finish it before it's time to talk about it because <laughs> at least then i can listen to it while i'm like doing laundry and cooking dinner and driving back and forth doing whatever i'm doing
1: i have started considering maybe um doing some audio books uh i just have such a hard time concentrating um on audiobooks. i if i don't have it in front of me you know but since I've been listening to more podcasts lately, mm-hmm. like while I'm doing dishes and stuff. I'm I'm thinking about trying some audiobooks again, so maybe maybe I'll be, I'll be on that bus soon. No. So I started two graphic novels and I couldn't remember the name of one of them. Um, I started this one called Snot Girl. Uh, I've heard of is, that. Yeah, it's a really not very appetizing name.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Um by Brian Lee O'Malley who did Scott Pilgrim and I'm kind of it's okay so far. But when I I downloaded it through like the uh the library's ebook system, I also got a recommendation for one called Moonstruck which I really
0: like. I have I have the the trade paper. I have the trade of that. Oh really? Yeah, Jinx gave it to uh, me and P for Christmas cuz uh she, she Jinx um the she she is in the author not Jinx yeah. she is in Jinx. Uh she was at a con that they Jinx were, uh was at and Jinx got a copy of it and and gave it to us for Christmas. Oh, it's beautiful. It is. It is. Yeah, but I I'm really sorry.
1: like that one. No, yeah. that one—that was it. It was just that I—I I started the one and it was, you know, okay. But I was just kind of flipping through to see what was recommended based on it, and I was really excited to see that they had all these graphic novels on the, the library system. So if you—if y'all are out there and you have library cards, and you're not looking at this stuff. You should check into it because there were all kinds of things that I didn't expect. Yeah. Um, because man, I've been avoiding graphic novels for the last few years because it gets super expensive. Yeah. Um. But this was really exciting. So I definitely recommend Moonstruck.
0: It's good. It's beautiful. I I found out about the digital versions of the the graphic novels at the library because I would always go to the library and try to check them out. And -hmm. you get there and like issues one through 14 would all be checked out. Yeah, so you can't you
1: can't ever find the beginning.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, and then I feel bad going in and I would go in and check out like five at a time. I'd be like, I'll just check out these five and then I'll bring them back in two weeks when I'm done. And then but, you renew them six times because you, cause, cause you know, you got five, you got like, you like, Oh my God, it's such a daunting pile. I don't even want to start that. Yeah. So yeah, the digital, the digital downloads have been a save on, from the library on graphic novels. Yeah. <laughs> and if you have, um, like Amazon Prime or their Amazon, uh, I think it's Amazon, just regular Amazon Prime, you also, because you get to check out books through the Prime Mm -hmm. list, they have a lot of graphic novels um, to download through their book service. I didn't know they had a good selection of those. They have, I won't say, it's mostly more of the popular stuff. You probably won't find stuff like... Oh, popular stuff. Well, I mean, like, you'll find, like, You'll find yeah. like Miss Marvel and stuff like that, but you probably won't find. I haven't looked to see if you'd find stuff like Saga and like Snot Girl or even Moonstruck, but I know that they always have it, you know, it always pops up at the bottom. And they were like, How'd you like to read Miss Marvel? The trades, here are the trades that we have, right? This kind of stuff.
1: Well, I'll check into that because Jack's been reading a lot of comics. And yeah. I'm super afraid that he's about to, to start asking me, like, Mom, can we go to the comic store and start a file? and be like, Mom needs a second job if we're going to do that. Because I remember buying comics back in the day. Yep. And you think, oh, I'll get just, you know, these few. And then that monthly bill hits. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm not ready. But I'll look into that.
0: Yeah. And I don't know. Does Jack like lumberjanes? Um... I don't. I think he would, but I don't have it. So if that's um, through
1: there. lumberjanes
0: is at the is at the library. I know, okay. um, but lumberjanes just came out with a kids regular novel series. Oh, cool. Um, and that's been a because my kid hates reading. Um, she'll read she'll read graphic novels all day long. She will read graphic novels all day long. Um, but she's still kind of. Uh, intimidated by too many words on a page with regular novels. Mm -hmm. But when she saw that there were lumberjanes novels, she didn't even think about it. She just grabbed them. We were at the bookstore and she was like, look. And I was like, you want to read that? And she was like, yeah. (laughs) And then she went back in the kids section and she disappeared for like an hour. Oh, wow. Okay. And I was like, oh, bring them all here. I'm going to pay for these. (laughs) I was like, bring me everything they got back there." (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah i've I mean, he'll he'll read novels but he's still slow mm-hmm. you know because i mean it's it is it's a lot of words um and, and they're little they're, they're still little. little and and this child ever since he learned to ride his bicycle you know he's always had trouble being still
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> um
1: now if he's sitting still for too long he's climbing the wall so i was thinking about starting him on ebooks but he since he's been reading so many like you know, like the diary of a wimpy kid books and stuff where they have that kind of graphic heavy style he'll he'll read a lot of those too. I was mm-hmm. thinking that that more graphic novels. um his dad took him to a couple comic stores in Seattle this summer too. so he's been he's been doing really well. but anything I can find that makes him want to read instead of have to read ah. i'm I'm into yeah because you'll you learn from every book. I remember being a kid and, and, you know, taking standardized tests and words and stuff that I had learned from like crappy paperbacks, but oh, not man. in school, you know, like I had a good vocabulary and everything just because I would read whatever was around. Mm-hmm. So I don't care what he reads as long as he will read.
0: Right. Me either. Yeah. You know, I've always been that same way. So like, you want to read the cereal box? I'm every a damn read the cereal yeah, box. Go for it. <laughs> just read. Um, and like, and like, I'll, like, I'll, like, I'll have a conversation with my kid and she'll start using words that I'm like, where, you know, where'd you, where'd you hear that word? Right. I'm like, it's a, it's a word. She's using it right. She's using it in context. And I'm like, not, not you know, not dropping malapropisms all over her mama and driving her crazy. Cause that's something that really gets to me. But, uh, I'm like, would you, she was like, oh, I just, I read it in a lumberjanes book or I read it in the blah, blah, blah book. And I'm like, well, clearly you're understanding what you're reading. Um, and there are words in those books that I didn't imagine would actually be in those books, but uh, <laughs> I'm down with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't care what you read as long as you read. As long as you read. <clears throat> but, yeah. But we
1: have ranged far afield of what we're supposed to be talking about.
0: That was what you read. We were still doing what you read. <laughs> Damn it, Alicia. Damn I'm it. I'm sorry. What you drinking, Ma? Uh,
1: you're going to be disappointed. I'm just drinking water.
0: This is the worst podcast.
1: I know. This is the
0: worst podcast. I know,
1: but I'm drinking it out of my State of Decay water bottle. I hate you. So, and I'm I'm touching it right
0: now. Um, it's so... Well, I'm just saying, hold on, huh? So cool. Undead. We ain't got no, we ain't got no gear from State of Decay 2 yet, y'all. Yeah. our stuff? Well, I
1: did get my fake diploma, though. <laughs> I See, did get so my fake diploma. You can
0: play all the black ops now, because you, you done.
1: Mm-mm. I'm doing a postdoc in State of Decay oh okay (laughs) got you one of my friends one of my good friends just went and played the first one and he was so excited he was like tweet. he was like live tweeting he would pause and like and he was tweeting stories and he's like messaging me constantly it was so cute and he was so into it and I was like I told you for like a year that you should play play this this." and now you have a whole second one to play Um, so hooray (laughs)
0: I'm still evangelizing for that shit. There you
1: shit. go. There so yeah, go. send us some more gear because we're out here selling your shit.
0: I know. I got like state of the de- I got stated Decay buttons on my on my stream. I'm for real. And but they they're like, Well, why don't you play State of Decay with us no more? I'm like, look, I'll tell y'all. I tell y'all why I stopped playing State of Decay with y'all. <laughs> I'm like, I done told y'all, I stopped playing with y'all, because y'all get in there, and y'all start playing. I ain't down for playing, mm-hmm. I done put too many hours in, you go in there, you see a juggy, and you run, and you leave me to die, after you engage that mother No, no. See, there's like
1: two people I play online with, everybody no. else, I'm
0: just like, Mm-mm. Right, right. I'm like, I love y'all, but I can't play State of the Game with y'all. <laughs> so, yeah, I know, I know. I got my I got my things there are certain things I can't play with other people State of Decay is definitely one of them see Stardew Valley because you know
1: I got almost 400 hours I know Samantha I know you basically live there
0: I live there but like I have I have a stream world of Stardew Valley oh of course you do but I only play that that's the only one I play on stream because I play that with other people right So I have a stream world on the PC that I play with other people. Mm -hmm. And so I have all these other worlds that I've been playing, like that I have like a hundred hours, 110 (laughs) hours, 120 hours. And people are like, Oh, so when it comes to console, you'll just create a house. You create houses and we can move in. I'm like, no, 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 no. See this mine. when it comes to console, I'm going to create a new world and we go play together from scratch. Cause y'all ain't coming in here. Messing this up. (laughs) I cannot, I, I am very territorial when it comes to my game saves. What? (laughs) No way. I am very territorial when it comes to my game saves. Look, if I do put 100, 120, 150 hours in something, I don't want other folk running around digging up my farm, digging up my crops, messing up my relationships with people. Worst of all, worst of all, spending all my money because you work from a shared pot of money.
1: Remember how we were going to talk about social gaming?
0: This is social gaming. <laughs> this game. is social gaming. <laughs> but this
1: is how up, I don't play well with others. <laughs> what are you drinking? And why aren't you drinking more of it? Because you're real cranky.
0: <laughs> what am I drinking? I'm not drinking alcohol. That's why I'm cranky. I'm uh but I do have some I do have some pre mixed margarita mix right here. Um I'm gonna drink that pre-mixed next. Pre
1: mixed margarita mix. Okay, let me tell you. No. I, I was... need you to
0: take a moment to feel shamed and judged. Okay. So I'm going to tell you what I do with the pre margarita. Generally, I buy the Jose Cuervo margarita in the bottle, the classic. And then what I do is I bring it home and I float a half a shot of tequila and a half a shot of triple sec on top. Okay. Then it's a totally different drink. Sure. Um, and I don't even know how or why I started doing that. But anyway, I think because I ended up buying a bottle and it was like, this is like lime Kool-Aid. Ain't no alcohol in this. So I started mixing other stuff in it. Um, but what I'm drinking right this moment is pink tea. No alcohol. For those of who don't know, it is a Tazo iced passion tea with um, that's sweetened with lemon. So I just tell people it's with lemonade because I make... I squeeze. I use lemon juice and water and sugar, and then I melt that. So it's, it basically makes lemonade, and then I mix that with the passion tea. Um, but instead of drinking it full strength, because I was like, I don't want anything that sweet, I'm actually um, mixing it with uh, mandarin orange sparkling water. The unsweet, no, you know, sparkling water is yeah. just not sweet, but mixing it with bubbly water, so it's bubbly. And it's light and it's not super sweet. So it's like half water, half pink tea. But I'm going to drink the rest of this here, margarita, in a bottle. And I'll probably put water in it too because I don't want anything real sweet. (laughs) That's all I'm drinking. But I'm going to be drinking alcohol in about 30 seconds because I got two sips left in this cup. There you go. So after we've been talking about all the games we don't want to play with other people. (laughs) And how I don't play well with others. We actually going to talk about social gaming. (laughs) Um, but I mean, and that's, that's the funny thing. Okay. So I'm gonna say something and then we'll, we'll like jump off and start talking. When we talk about social gaming, I have been a gamer for 40 odd years, right? So 42 years at this point, um, 42 years ago, I got my first game, not today, but 42, not 42 years ago today, but 42 years ago, uh, I got my first game, even though apparently according to Facebook, 13 years ago today, I joined Facebook, um, Oh, we just had our friend diversity the other day on Facebook, too. High five. Oh, did we? Hey, high five. Um, <laughs> so, but back in the day, when I started playing games back in the 70s, you couldn't, I mean, you couldn't play with other people as in, like, co-op. But we did a social gaming thing as the, in that my cousins and I, we all got, like, the, the little... Um, Mattel or Clico handheld sports games. Mm-hmm. Um, there was football, hockey and baseball. And we each got one. I don't even remember which one was originally mine. I think it was probably football cause I liked football, um, but I'm not like a hundred percent sure um, because we would just trade them amongst each other. Like the three of us we were like, Oh, whenever we would see each other, at my, like we would see at our, each other um, at my grandmother's house, like once a week and yeah. we would just switch and be like next week I get the basketball I mean I get the <laughs> baseball and you get the football next week I get the hockey and you get this one so we would just switch um and that was and we would talk about it and we would like sit next to each other and be like how do you do this what are the rules of this game and this is how we like learn the rules of of these sports cuz we were like little kids like I said that was that was 42 years ago I was like 7 I was playing with a cousin who was a year younger, so he would have been six, and a cousin who was a year older, so she would have been eight, so we were six, seven, and eight playing these games together Mhm um and that was a very social thing for us right um and it was it was a big part of who we were and you had these you had these little handhelds and you didn't take them to school because you know that was just odd question that was ridiculous
1: um All right, check
0: this out though <laughs>
1: what do you remember? the watches the watch games like the zelda and other stuff you would get like a wristwatch and yes. it would have i did similar things with those with people and how do you take like this tiny game that's on your a wristwatch mm-hmm. and turn it into a social gaming experience
0: right <laughs> but that's how everybody
1: like crowds around like you trade back and forth
0: Yeah. No, I remember them. I didn't, I don't think I had one, you know, I don't think I had one because they were digital, but we were still trying to figure out just how, how many watches and what kind of watches I could break (laughs) because I still break watches. And, uh, that's why I, I wear an Apple watch now. Um, digital watches were the only watches that I could wear. Um, but, you know, my mother used to think I was just a horrible kid who didn't pay attention to her stuff and that I was breaking like all the Mickey Mouse watches and stuff she would buy me. But really, my body was just making them stop. So I think my mother, 42, some years later, I think my mother uh, owes me an apology.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, because you should have had a Zelda watch. They were cool. <laughs> oh,
0: see, now I'm going to have to go look on eBay and see if I can find one. I, so- I was
1: just looking there around. I wonder if they, if you can really get one that still works.
0: I feel like I missed out on my childhood. Uh, <laughs> but I would have been older. I would have been older because I'm older than you.
1: Yes. I was pretty, <laughs> I was pretty young, like probably too young to have been trusted with an expensive at the time game watch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But probably. they were fun. And that's probably why I keep want, wanting like real games on my Apple watch. And I get salty when I can't have them. Um, so yeah, I mean that was like my first foray into into social gaming. But then that was also like I said that was the seventies, and that was when consoles were still ridiculously expensive. Yeah. So you didn't have multiple consoles in your house, you know you had one, um, you had one, and then somebody your, your buddy down the block when you found out when they found out what you had they got they got the, they got something different, um, so that y'all could run up and down the street. <laughs> <laughs> playing each other's games um you know there was no such thing as, as you know being kind of platform agnostic and having all the platforms
1: yeah you just had what you had and you were grateful
0: right right i just yeah. sent you a link <laughs> Ooh, you just horrible I know. You horrible you know i ain't got no money i know How much is it? Um, So, (laughs) you know, it's summertime. I ain't got no money. Why are you making me spend my money? $80? Oh, but I can get it by Monday.
1: Uh (laughs) I like how that went straight from, I don't have any money to, but I can get it by Monday. (laughs) You don't need that. They were cool, but it's ridiculously small. And there are literally 1000 other ways you could play the legend of Zelda. Though it might make a nice study for class.
0: This one though, the sound doesn't work on this one though.
1: Oh, it says it has sound.
0: I thought it says no sound. It
1: says has sound. <laughs> Pardon us for live eBay. We're, <laughs> we're live eBay.
0: Live eBaying.
1: Only on Natty Mama's Game Five. to include the picture of this in the show notes <laughs> for the for the very youngs who've never heard of such a thing as a Zelda watch.
0: Okay, I will. I'll include it in the show notes. I anyway, like six.
1: Them shits were awesome.
0: Oh my God. So but at the same time, like I said, um, you know, you had what you had, right? And there was a lot more um I don't know. There was a lot more you know of the fact that, like I said you you didn't have multiple systems. It's like if you had an Xbox, then your friend had a PlayStation, and your friend on the other side of the street had a switch, and y'all ran back and forth across the street to play different things. If you wanted to play Super Mario Odyssey, you went over across the street. If you wanted to play Halo, then everybody came to your house. If you wanted to play I don't know Final Fantasy. Whatever. Well, Final Fantasy is like cross-platform now, anyway. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted to play Final Fantasy, you went down the street to play, um, because that was just that was the way it worked. And y'all, you know, you there was there was very little <laughs> multiplayer couch co-op stuff. There was some, yeah. but more mostly it was just you know y'all passed the controller around and
1: yeah. you helped
0: each other, right? Somebody had a guide, you know, that maybe they had gotten a guide from somewhere. Or they had gotten somebody's notes from calling into those 1-800 numbers that charged you per minute. <laughs> you know, if you got kids now, I'd be glad that those are gone. <laughs> oh, God. Because I remember sneaking and doing that on the sneak when my mama wasn't looking. I remember getting in trouble a few times. I remember, I was going to say it. I remember getting in trouble for
1: it. <laughs> the phone bill would come. You hide for like seven hours.
0: Because you know. <laughs> Shit, I'm grounded forever. <laughs> but I had to find out how to get out of that dungeon <laughs>
1: uh-huh, uh-huh. There were all kinds of terrible traps for kids to run up like awful bills though now if they if they get into your Amazon account, um it can get even worse. so I guess maybe we should be some things don't change. kids are terrible.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> i double dog, uh, their mind.
1: You know, mean better. I've I've written about this a lot, right? Like inventing co op experiences where there are none. Yeah. Um, because it's it's one of the things that we do a lot. And and I think my guess is that it's the gap, right, between where there used to be a lot of couch co op and now we're starting to see a little bit of resurgence of that. Mm-hmm. That space in between is what has started to inspire, I think part of the board game revolution, mm. um, the, the higher interest in things like D and D because it, it, we got to a point where you can only play with your friends if they were at their own houses or they brought all their stuff over to your house and killed your internet connection. Yeah. But we, we want to play sometimes in person
0: with people This is true. I mean, you want to play with people, but then at the same time when you get to be a certain age, right? Um, When you become a gamer of a certain age, When you become a gamer of a certain age, but no, when you get, when you get to be a certain age, you're busy. Yeah. And you want to play these games, but you really don't have the time to, I mean, like I think about like all the board games I want to play with adults now, honestly, unless I hold board game night at my house, I'm not going to play board games, not with other adults. Unless it's at my house. I'm really, it's not going to yeah. happen. Um, I'm a single parent. So that means I have to find childcare or find somebody who is willing to um, allow children into their board game night. And most other folks who don't have kids don't include children in their board game. Nights, yeah. Right. Um, and then when I start thinking about it, I'm like, oh, I really want to go play board games. You know, there's a D and D game every week at whoever's house. or so there's a board game night every week at whoever's house. And I know that's going to be four hours, right. Of gameplay and say half an hour, hour, you know, half an hour to get there, half an hour to get home. And I'm like, do I really want to, pl- do I really want to pay a babysitter 50, 60 bucks a week. So I can go play board games.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a real concern and this is why we, when we play D and D we play using discord and roll 20. Um, and we play online Yeah, and we do it, you know, one specific night per week. And, um, we just take three breaks throughout that evening. Like Jack is in charge of pickle on that night. And like, they have a certain schedule that they follow and certain things that they do. Um, but then we we have scheduled breaks where we um, check on them and make sure everything's okay. I mean, they're just, like, in the next room, right? So it's not like we're being horrible, neglectful parents. Right. Um, and it's not like Pickle doesn't come in and stand by Terry and talk to him all the whole time while he's trying to DM. So it's pretty hilarious to hear her little squeaky voice on the headphones. Um, but, you know, that's the only way we can make it happen. Right. Uh, it works out really well, and our, our – or people are really understanding and cool about it. And it's funny when she comes in and, and talks about like, I need you to help me because I poop myself or whatever, like random pickle stuff <laughs> happens. <laughs> but when it comes to things like Gloomhaven, you know, Terry doesn't get to play cause I go. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, peace out. Now I'm going to leave you home alone while I go have fun with my friends. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel bad about it cause it's great, but Um, it's hard.
0: Yeah. I mean, I totally understand. I mean, and, and that, but I think that that's why we see more stuff like, um, like a lot of the board games, either finding their way to mobile or finding their way to steam or even some of them now being like ported over to consoles, because then you can just pop on a headset and be like, well, we're going to play Carcassonne or we're going to play um, whatever on Xbox or like tabletop simulator tabletop is simulator, so cool
1: little little bit of learning curve on setup but um and there's that the fact that there's so many games that people have created these elaborate setups for in tabletop simulator is really awesome
0: I mean, yeah, I mean absolutely I mean you need to when you start thinking about not a, not only people who like have kids and don't want to, you know, spend 60 bucks, uh, 60 bucks a night, plus buying pizza for the babysitter and the kid that night. Right. So, I mean, mm-hmm. literally when I, when I'm talking about going out to do that kind of thing, it's a hundred bucks for a sitter yeah. once you cover everything. Um, and you know, I always feel guilty cause I live way out in the boonies. So I like, yeah, I'm going to pay you, uh, you know, gas money too to get all the way out here. Cause it's going to take you half an hour to get out here each way. Uh, You know, and you don't have to cook or whatever because you know maybe sometimes I'll throw like something really good in a crock pot that people like, or um, be like, yeah, there's a big old thing, a crock pot mac and cheese, Um, because everybody likes crock pot mac and cheese except you, and I understand. (laughs) I'm glad
1: you qualified that because I was about to be like, not me.
0: I know, and I understand. Or I order pizza, or I order Chinese, or I order whatever, so that they you know have food um, as well. But you know, I mean, honestly, I, I'm just not gonna. So I end up either end up, like I said, doing board game night at my house, or sometimes, you know, when I really want to play board games, like we'll go to like Merlin's Beard and play with whoever's there. But I take my kid and we go through. We go we go during the day. Yeah. <clears throat> so. You know, you do what you got to do, but to be able to, you know, to be able to have a lot of these games ported over to either mobile platforms or consoles gives you the ability to play with other people. Yeah.
1: And we need that flexibility, right? Because for some people they need couch co-op and for some people it's better to do it online. And for some people it's... Better to do it, you know, on a board. And for some people it's better to do it through tabletop simulator. But we crave that kind of connection and with so many with the ubiquity of shooters dominating like multiplayer um gameplay. Yes. Like we just need other stuff. I don't mind, like I will log in and, and happily shoot some people for a while every now and then, but I don't I'm not the kind of person anymore who wants to do it every day.
0: Right. Yeah. Like, in, even I'm, I
1: get tired of shooting other people in the face.
0: <laughs> Me too. No, <laughs> and that's the thing is that I had gone through a period where I really just and and I think we talked about this. Um the last couple of years, um, we went through a, we went through a period with, you know, all of the young black folks being shot in the street. Mm-hmm that the last thing I wanted to do in a video game was pick up a gun. Mm -hmm. So I went through, and I don't know if if folks remember this. I wrote about it. We talked about it on the podcast. There was a long period of time that I didn't play any games that involved shooting people. I just could not. I couldn't. Um, And then even when I started going back to games where you did shoot things, it was just like so few and far between. I was busy playing other things. I mean, yeah, I go play a game where I get to beat somebody to death with a stick or, you know. But there were other kinds of games that I was playing. I was playing games that focus more on narrative and less on violence. I, You know, I have put 400 hours into Stardew Valley. What does that tell you? <laughs> um, and I have been playing Minecraft like crazy. I mean, I have been playing games that are built more on construction rather than destruction. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and so like shooters, I mean, I, I ended up buying the last call of duty game because I got, you know, friends in the mixer community was like, Oh my God, would you just come play call of duty with us? And I waited and I waited and waited. And I finally like a month or two afterwards out probably longer than that. I bought it and I would play with them just like the multiplayer, never the narrative. I can't play the single player, um, because I, myself, I have, a, if to call it anything else would be a lie, I got a bit of PTSD. I cannot play stories that revolve simply around killing. Um, yeah. they affect me in a way that I don't even want to talk about. Um, uh, but I can, as long as, as long as it doesn't ask me to immerse myself in that narrative, I'm usually okay. Cause people are like, well, how the hell you play blops? There's no story. There's no story. There's no campaign mode in Black Ops. You know, you walk in, it's defend the point, right? You are, you know, setting traps. You're doing things. It's not asking me to immerse myself. It's asking me to think strategically and defend a point. That is much different than asking me to think about, you know, how these things work in the world, right? It's probably a big part of the reason, I mean, to go back to the, the show that we had a couple of weeks ago was a month ago now, almost right. To think about Detroit become human, right. To say, I want you to think about what this kind of violence means when we put it in contemporary society, but it's a contemporary society that's trying to wipe you off the face of the fucking planet. It becomes difficult. It becomes real difficult. Um, and you know, and I know that there's a lot of folks out there, and they're like, "But the game is so fun." Well, you know what? The game is fun for you, but it's not fun for me, right? And I need folks to understand that just because I'm saying the game is not fun for me, I'm not saying don't play it. But I'm, what I'm saying is, I mean, you need to think about what other people feel when they play this game, too. Yeah. Um, how we get start talking about this? We supposed to be talking about social. <laughs> yeah. We are. <laughs>
1: but you know we can't stay on a topic. That's why we have to have guests. Then we control
0: ourselves. <laughs> mm, but oh, because we were we were talking about social gaming. We were talking about shooters. Oh well, um, here
1: let me let me segue us. Okay, I'm just going to take this conversation by the horns. One thing that I have noticed. Um, since starting Gloomhaven and D&D, because I hadn't done this kind of campaign-based team gaming in a while, mm-hmm. is that it can be really difficult to navigate different play styles, mm-hmm. even when everybody likes each other. Like, in both of my groups, um, there's one person who's just a little bit more rules-oriented than the others. Everybody else is, like, pretty loose, like, whatever... <laughs> and then there's that one person, like, not quite a rules lawyer, but just a little more nitpicky. And um, there's, like, almost every session, there's some discussion where we have to stop and be like, all right, how do we handle this moment? And then you have to start negotiating,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? What's acceptable for everybody? How can we get through this without making anybody mad or feel like they're, you know, not being heard or that their game style isn't um being disrespected. And this happens in the mafia games too. And I've noticed it, especially in the world championships where you've got people coming from 170 different communities Jeez. where they play totally
0: different kinds of mafia, 170 different guys of mafia. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, some where they, they do like really long evidence-based cases and some where they just kind of fuck around, you know, um, and navigating those different expectations requires a lot of communication and patience. Once everybody starts drinking and stuff, you know, then who knows what's going to (laughs) happen? Not that that everybody does, but if, if your group
0: does. (laughs) um... Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know I'm a bit of a control freak. I don't. What? (laughs) I am. I'm a bit of a control freak. And I'm like, no, no. I mean, but see, I recognize that. I recognize that about myself. Right. Which is why, for example, I'm not bringing folk into my established, well-established Stardew Valley farms. Right. Right. It's why I recognize, even though I really enjoy playing state of decay too with people, I'm not bringing people into my communities. I'm, I'm not trying. Bringing... Try- Look,
1: I have a carefully curated group of survivors. You get
0: them killed, and will be mad. Right. Exactly. They, I've, I have, I have cold the week. I have taken folk out and yeah, we know <laughs> with a toothpick and three, and 3%, 3% health to watch him die. Be like, well, we came back. He died. Uh, <laughs> i not using meds on them no more, uh, I, I, but I will go into other people's communities and play. I will. I will go into other people's communities and play if, I trust them enough. See, because some people, you know, I'll be, some people will be like, well, you know, I really need help with this and it's really a hard part. And I'm like, oh, well, I really don't want to take my good characters, but I will take this one character, you know, who's a really solid character because, you know, and take my good weapons. And then as soon as you get there and they get scared and they run, I'm like, wait, 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 but you just left me here to die. And I already told you I was hesitant about bringing, about bringing my survivor over here. And then you just gonna leave me to die mm-hmm. in the street. Um, so I pretty much stopped playing with other people in their communities as well. But see, I recognize that that element of necessary control for myself, and I know I know what I can and can't do. Like playing playing Minecraft. <clears throat> excuse me, almost every week. With our with our sub community or with our viewer community, like online, has really helped me free that a little bit. Oh, good, right? It's helped me free that a little bit because we have a realm for subs, and I'm like, you know, you come in, you've been in, you've been in the community for X amount of time. I trust you. Here are the rules. You break my rules, I'm gonna eject your ass, and you're never coming back. <laughs> Everybody knows that. They know I'm play. So build what you want, do what you wish. I mean, and there are always, I go over and I go into a space. i will be like, oh, this person built a house like three blocks too close to my house. <laughs> if they were three blocks further away, I wouldn't have this feeling of wanting to, to, wanting to, wanting to like plant TNT all around their house right now. But you know what? This is a community. This is not just my space. And And I've learned to let that go. I've learned to let that go. My child, on the other hand, need to learn to let that go. She left a note for somebody today. They had, like, staked a claim near her beach house. They were like, future side of so-and-so's house. She took their sign down and was like, you too close to my house. That She put a, she put a sign up that said, you too close to my house. She took their sign down and put a sign up that said, you too close to my house. So now we just got to teach her <laughs> to let go. <laughs> I like that she left a sign, though. That's great. <laughs> she was like, nope. She actually counted. She actually counted. She was like, they're only 15 blocks away from my house. I was like, you, 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 like, walked each block and counted. She was like, yes. Um. So she's got a little bit of that control thing going on, too. But it's, but doing things like that. And that's one of the things about social gaming. Social gaming helps me let go of some of, um, some of my um more control oriented idiosyncrasies let's put it put it that way how's that sound does that sound better than saying i'm a control sounds you. better than i'm a control freak right my mm-hmm. control oriented idiosyncrasies it let me it helps me let go of that it helps me work helps me play better with others right um but that's that is that whole thing is why i like playing strategy games. It is also why I have 400 hours in Stardew Valley because I like to plan those things out. I like to plan out what's being what's being planted, where, what, um, how the how the ground is being sown, where I place my sprinklers for maximum coverage, what I'm growing, um, on what day, so that I know I can harvest it all before the season changes. Um, if I got a greenhouse where I'm planting stuff in a greenhouse so that I can go through fastest and plant stuff without running mm-hmm. into stakes. You get All like a system, you know, it's your system. Yes. Absolutely. So and that that's what made me question, you know, I really like the idea of um of co-op in Stardew Valley. And I was like, but I get to play, build a community <laughs> with other people. It's like a virtual commune. Right? <laughs> that's that's exactly what I started to think. And then I was like, the first time I played, so I play, um, I only play right now with one of my mods, who I really, who I really trust when it comes to games. Because one, he is, he's one of those people, he's like Terry. uh, Except with video games instead of board games, he is absolutely good. Like kick-ass good at every single game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like so there's this new game out called Shooty Shooty 315 and only 12 people own it he was like oh yeah I got like 50 hours in that already I can walk you through it I'm like <laughs> how? What? <laughs> you know so he's one of those gamers so but, you know, but at the same time, so I was like, oh, we can play Stardew Valley together. And I was like, cause I suck at fishing in Stardew Valley. This could be like the first time I actually finished my community center because you can do all the fishing. And he was like, straight, I'll do the fishing and we'll be playing and I'll be streaming. And then I'll hear, ching, and I'm like, what you spending my money on? You know, but we're both earning money, right? Cause he's fishing and I'm like farming and like mining and stuff and it, it all goes into this this communal pot and it just like that that control-oriented idiosyncrasy starts to kick in a little bit and I'm like what you spending my money on?" and I'm like never mind never mind <laughs> but playing more with people helps me kind of get through that. I'm not, and I'm not like that so much in real life. I, there is there is some of that in real life. I'm not going to lie. Um, but it is not nearly as bad in real life as it is in video games for me. And I have no control when it comes to my kid. <laughs> None. She's like, screw you, I'm doing what I want to do. No, not that bad, but. She could, she's, she's a person who can talk me down when I'm like, you need to do this. And then she's like, no, no, we need to talk about this. Can we, can we figure out why can you tell me why I need to do this? And can I tell you why I think I need to do something else? So she's, she's, she's one who can like really kind of talk me down, um, from that. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Cause she's, she's not about to be bossed around. She's too bossy to be bossed around.
1: I, I feel it. <laughs> I'm also too bossy to be bossed around.
0: Yeah, but you know what? You need to be bossed around.
1: You know what? You can (laughs) just kiss the entirety of my ass. Just all of it.
0: You don't listen no way, so it doesn't matter. It's
1: true. I don't because I have to find things out for myself.
0: I know. I've learned this. I've learned this. But that's,
1: that's actually kind of related, right? Like, that's a trust thing. I mm-hmm. trust my own experiences. Um, because sometimes my experiences have been unique. Um, and actually, one thing I have learned uh, in doing this social gaming is that I don't process things always the way other people do. Mm-hmm. Um. And that was kind of, uh, let's call it revelatory, because that sounds more positive. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, you know, it it, it may not be for me necessarily just like a control thing, but I have to work stuff out on my own to make sure. Um, And then I'll feel okay with it. So we all have these different ways of going through things, and it's really interesting to see how that can come together when people are playing a game with a shared goal.
0: Yes. Right. As, especially when, when if it's a question of processes, right? Like for me is for me in Stardew Valley, it's always a question of, of how and what I think works more efficiently and what works best with the way that I generally tend to do things. Right. So that's one thing. But then when you start getting into other games, like I think we talked about this on the last show, when we start talking about no man's sky, like when we talk about no man's sky and going to other planets, right. And, um, interacting with the inhabitants of those planets and dealing with the resources and those planets, um, it's difficult for me to play that game. I can play that game with my kid cause she and I have a shared understanding, uh-huh. And that—that's a big thing, right? That notion of a shared understanding. We have a shared understanding of what happens when we do this kind of thing. We don't go into space and try to colonize, right? I, and right. I tell her, we ain't go look. I was like, your people didn't colonize enough, folk. <laughs> <laughs> we not colonizing. We going in. We going in at a with a different angle. Um. But no, in all seriousness. But we have a shared understanding of what it is to be, you know, like, and, and she's, and she even said it when we were playing, she was like, we're the aliens here. And I said, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I was like, this is not our planet. These folks that we're, we're so busy calling aliens are the indigenous species on this planet. We're the aliens, right? Yeah. So if some aliens going to get taken out, that's us. Right. Um, So that's the kind of game that initially I thought I was really going to want to play with other people. But when I watch other people play, I kind of get cringy when I watch other people play because they go in and they just like start decimating these planets, like stealing all the resources. And I, I shouldn't say that. See I'm saying even the language that I'm using, well, that's exactly what we're doing, right We're stealing resources, but they go in and they start harvesting all these resources, right and and they're not like taking some, but they're taking all yeah, right um, yeah. and then they're like, well, why are the sentinels chasing me around dude because you just killed every tree like that on this planet. That's why they're chasing you around because you are decimating this planet. It's not your planet, you don't live here, you're an alien. Um, you're going to get in your little ship and you're going to leave. Um, so it's a game that I quickly realized that I'm really not going to want, not going to be able to play with other people other than maybe my kid, because we do have that shared understanding, unless I can find someone else who has that same set, that same understanding. Right. Right. Because even like the first night I played it on the stream, people were like, oh, you're going the Echo Warrior route. No, I'm like, no, I'm going the, I'm not going to colonize somebody else's planet because history has taught me better route. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and for some people, they're like, but it's just a game. I'm like, it's just a game. If this is not your history, not your life. Right. And that's what folks don't understand is that when you come at it from a different world view it, it it will often mean something totally different to you and that's a that's a hard that's not only a hard part of social gaming but that's a hard part of being an an, an other capital o other in society period mm mm-hmm. mhm
1: Isn't it nice that we can never discuss anything without it
0: <laughs>
1: there's always this like really long pause where we're like damn <laughs> everything so, is awful
0: it was like this was this was funny too until,
1: until <laughs> life stepped in it was remember fun. everything sucks
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know I know, but you know, it's, it's, it's good because in some ways, in some ways, like, yes, it makes it difficult to, to do that kind of social gaming. But then at the same time, it gives us an opportunity to have conversations in a more safe space. It does. Right. It gives us a chance to talk about like real world volatile issues in a way that feel less volatile.
1: Yeah, it doesn't necessarily impact people in the same way, right? So you yeah. can you can have, it's uh, still not objective because what is, but it feels less dire.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know, SJW till I die.
1: Hmm. I mean, literally, my D and D character is a social justice warrior. <laughs> uh Hey, man. When you when you're good at a thing, you just keep doing a thing, right? <laughs>
0: As one of the streamers on Mixer says, uh, "Gunpowder and Boom" is her name, and she says, "You know what? Sometimes you just got to embrace the suck." If you suck, you just got to embrace the fact that you suck and run with it. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to embrace the SJW. Yep. If you're good at it, you got to go. Yep. I don't even know how any other way to be, so. I don't. Do I don't. And and it's funny because I watch my kid and I don't know that she can know any other way to be. I think she's already ruined. <laughs> yep. Sorry, I- right, we're doing good work. I think she's already ruined. she did check me she did check me um one stream one night um, <laughs> my kid my own kid basically called me a turf um because I said something and she was she was she didn't call me a turf, but she she <laughs> was like, Mom, you should know better because I had said something, and I was talking about. Um, uh, boys and girls, like little boys and little girls all sounding the same until they hit a certain age and hormones kicked in and their voices changed. And I was like, and that's when boys' voices get deeper and girls, cause I was trying to explain to a kid in, in my, in my stream. Right. And she was like, mom, that's not true. And I was like, what do you mean? That's not true. It's, you know, you know, I was like, it is true. This is, you know, and I'm starting to, she was like, that's, that's not true. That cause that's not how we determine who's a boy and who's a girl and you should know better. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, she's right. <laughs> and there were like adults in my stream who were applauding her. And they was like, she, they were like, you, you taught her well. And yep. I was like, I taught her well, but I have been socialized in such a way that even though I do, as she say, as she says, I know better. I find myself slipping back. Because that's what I was always taught. You know, not only from, not only from, you know, those who socialized me, but also from those who quote unquote educated me. Mm -hmm. I was like, so it's hard to break that when you have been kind of, um, you've been kind of socialized in that way for 20, 30 years of your life.
1: Yeah. It's everywhere.
0: Right. Um, but you know, luckily I've had enough sense not to socialize. And that just gives you a glance at what can be. Yes. If we do, if we do kind of educate and teach our children the right thing.
1: Whereas instead over in the public schools, they're at the intermediate school, they're separating the kids in the morning. The boys go one place and the girls go another. And I'm like, well, who makes that decision? Based on what?
0: Yeah. Do, are they, do they get to self-select into this is the group that I want to go with? Or are they checking people's pants? Yeah, I don't know. And it's knowing the schools around here, they checking people's pants? Yeah.
1: It's so hard sometimes to, to break out of the way things are structured and when you try to push back against it people are just like well that's just the way we've done it for years. Well maybe we need to stop and think about those kinds of policies. Yeah. Maybe we maybe this is the moment where we say, you know what, we don't have to do that anymore. Why don't we just split kids up by last name? They First will. letter last name. A Count busy. off in twos,
0: like we do in yeah. class. One, two, one, two, one, two, one's over here, twos over here. All kinds of things. See, I always, I also do that because oftentimes you'll get groups of gr- groups of people who identify as female and people who identify as male who who self segregate, mm-hmm. but so that we get different points of view. Um. And, and, you know, and they, they self-segregate based on other things, too. But so that we get some diversity and points of view, I like to get people to mix up a little bit.
1: Yeah. It's nice. It's, it's people need to be, need, need to consider mm-hmm. what's around them. And we don't always do that automatically.
0: Yeah. This is true. It's hard. Yep. It's hard. Who, you know, you never think about how hard it will be to, I mean, when you're, when you have little babies, you think about how hard it is to, you know, keep them fed so that they're not screaming, not keeping fed as in buying groceries, hopefully, usually, normally, but, you know, feeding them at the right times, changing diapers, you know, childcare, when you got to go back to work slash school, whatever you got to do right as they get older you start thinking about how to you know keep them from sticking a, a fork in the electrical socket because they start walking around um you know but then you know when you get to the fact we get to the point where they're 8, nine, ten years old or even younger you have to start thinking about you know keeping them from being assholes yeah. <laughs> for like, a better
1: phrase (laughs) and i think about this a lot because i mean you know my my elder child he is naturally very concerned with other people and like trying to make sure that everybody gets what they want and need but that in him is always at war with what society is telling him and sometimes it, it leads to like some real existential crises in him because he's not sure what the right thing to do or say or how to be is mm-hmm. and I can I mean I, I worry that it's causing him some anxiety
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah and that's and see, I think that's I mean I think that's the way with lots of kids my kid truly just doesn't give a fuck what other people think and I like that about her
1: right mm-hmm. because
0: she gets yeah, pickles say, coming up that way and that especially especially in a child who who a, a child who is female in whatever way right who, who sees themselves as being female right um i think that's amazing i think that's amazing and you know what and i've said it always it will make it difficult to parent that child for 18 years, because they're going to call you out. They're going to call other people out. They're going to do what they need to do. And it's going to be a struggle for them. And it's going to be a struggle for you. But it's going to make an amazing adult, right? Mm-hmm. Who is there to make change in ways that other people cannot, you know? And and I'm getting to the point now that, like I said, my kid's 10, right? And yeah, she calls people out. She, she speaks and she speaks in a very particular way. She's like, hey, here, here's where you're wrong. And I, and folks get mad. They're like, but she's a child. She shouldn't be telling, she shouldn't be telling grown people when they wrong. Are they wrong? Yeah. Does she need to be telling them they wrong? Yep. I'm not down for that. Respect your elders and don't, and don't, and don't question, don't speak. See, because you know what? I'm 40 something years old. And that is what got way too many, way too many, uh, too many girl children boy children too all children non-binary kids it's what got all too many kids molested yep raped abused harassed because they did not feel that they had the right to question adults or those in authority
1: or to say i don't want to be hugged
0: don't touch me I don't want, you know, and, and folk don't understand. Like people get mad. My kid will be on the, somebody will call and she'll be like, okay, I don't feel like talking anymore. I'll talk to you later. Bye. And then when they're like, no, you're going to talk to me. And she's like, no, no, I'm not. And she hangs up and they're like, well, she hung up on me. Did she tell you she wanted to get off the phone? Yeah. Did you let her off the phone? No. Then she should have hung up on your ass. Mm Hmm.
1: That reminds me today when I picked Pickle up from school, we have really ranged far afield what we were doing, but (laughs) I think this stuff is important. Um, They, uh, when the kids come out the door, they high five them. But Pickle doesn't care about you. Um, (laughs) That's a general you. That's like all of you. I'm sorry. It is. It is. uh, And she did not lift her hand or in any way even acknowledge this person. And the teacher still touched her hand. And it, it really bothered me.
0: Nope, you have like no right. She
1: and I, there's lots of people around, and and I it, we were you know already walking away, and I didn't really think about it, but I was thinking about it this later this afternoon. It's like that was really. That was I feel a- like they need to not do that. It's really aggressive. Yeah, and it's you just why don't you respect this tiny child who in that moment isn't interested in you, and that's okay.
0: You cannot. Consent is a thing that you can't say only at certain times. Yeah. Consent is something is if you're going to teach a child about consent and say your body, your rules, then those, your body, your rules stand is universal all the time. It doesn't just mean don't touch me. It means if I say to you, I don't feel like talking right now. Mm -hmm. It says if, It it says, if I don't want to share my things and I'm willing to deal with the fact that you can say you don't want to share yours either. It's all, that's all part of consent. It is all part of consent and people have to understand that. And I don't give a damn who you are. And, and I, and I have these struggles y'all. I have the struggle is real. I have these struggles with people in my life all the time with my child. And they're like, well, she wouldn't talk to me or she wouldn't hug me or she wouldn't do this. Did she tell you she didn't want to, did she say to, you "No"? then yes. Then you know what? You have to accept that. I'm not going to tell her anything different. If you keep pushing her and she say, fuck you into the sun, I'm going to laugh. And I'm not going to punish her.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's fair.
0: Because her body, her rules, I respect it. She'll tell me. I'll be like, P, can I have a hug? Nope. (laughs) It's like, you know, I mean, even little things, it's like, she'll be sitting across the room, like right next to my glasses. I'll be like, "P, can you hand me my glasses? She'll have her sketchbook in one hand, pencil in the other, and be like, nope, come get them. I'll be like, fine. Now, when I'm sitting next to her doll and she's sitting on the other side of the room and she's like, can you hand me my doll? I might look at her and be like, well, I'm using my computer right now and I got my coffee in my other hand. Nope, come get it. We both have that right. We absolutely have that right. And you don't ever have the, I mean, and if she's busy, she's busy. But if I'm sitting here doing nothing and her doll is sitting there and she's like, can I have my doll? And I'm just like, remember you told me no. So no, come get your own damn doll. That's being a petty ass bitch to a small child. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to do that. You don't get to say, well, you did it to me. So I'm going to do it to you. No. If you have a valid reason, she has a valid reason. She has a valid reason. Maybe she don't feel like being touched. Maybe she don't feel like talking. Maybe she she is sketching and she don't want to stop sketching to bring me my glasses. That's fine. But if I'm not doing shit and she asked me to bring her something and I don't bring it, I'm wrong as hell.
1: You know, to drag this back to social gaming,
0: <laughs>
1: but actually with a, for a good reason, I wonder if in seeing more and more people playing D&D again, uh you know, extended, like, legacy games, um, playing in groups, doing whatever that involves some those negotiations of, like, play style and personality and um, processing and uh, emotional approach to life, if
0: some of that will help? I wonder. I wonder. So, and and this is all a part of social gaming, too, I suppose, in in a tangential way, so bear with me. This semester, P and I are building um, a wall-sized American Girl dollhouse. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> um, and we're building it from scratch. We're making, you know, we're making beds. We're, we're fabricating things. Um, we have some doll furniture that we're going to use, but most of the stuff we're fabricating, like for the beds. We, we went out, we bought foam at the craft store. We're making sheets um, for every bed. And she's making them all based on the character attributes of each of the dolls, right? So she's picking out fabric. She's picking out textures based on um, their personalities, based on their age, based on all these different things. Um, and in order to make it easier for herself, she started to write a book of, there's no other way to describe it than D and D character sheets for each of her dolls. <laughs> yeah. Right. She's got personality, different attributes, strengths and weaknesses, all of these things for each of her dolls so that it will help her as we continue to build this space or different spaces for each of the dolls. Um, which is absolutely fascinating to me because it never occurred to me until earlier this week when you and I were talking about talking about D&D as social gaming, um, And I took a look at, she showed me, like, her next, her next, she calls them personality sheets. Mm -hmm. And she showed me her next personality sheets, and I was like, oh, my God, these are D&D character sheets.
1: The flip side of this, though, is that when trolls are out creating fake Twitter accounts to push certain narratives, they do it, too. Yes. So... Even the best things in life can be leveraged for evil.
0: Well, that's the the same is true with everything. I know, it's just depressing. The same is absolutely true with everything. Everything
1: is awful. Everything is just awful. You can stop there. I mean, we don't really need to qualify it. <laughs>
0: I don't think there is any qualifying
1: No, but maybe, maybe we'll see things get a little bit better
0: as new generations come up. Maybe, and maybe the the current social justice generation goes on to uh, raise children and not have children, but raise children. They ain't got to have them, but but de- contribute to them developmentally in some way. We can learn something different. Anywho, <laughs> anywho. Uh, so, um, just kind of a, you know, as a as a as a wrap up to that notion of social of social gaming, I think one of the most important things for me in terms of being a social gamer is not just getting me to participate outside of my comfort zone. But finding a community of folks that I can, I feel like I can trust, um, has really helped with my social gaming, and it's it's brought brought me back into a um, a space of, of gaming with other folks that I don't think I've been in in a long time, and I'm I'm super excited for that. Yeah,
1: so. and we discovered. That there are a lot of secret, secret, quote unquote, uh, DD fans in the department. So we're trying to organize a one-shot like Avengers Assemble Rumble. Game oh night. So you might need to lay out that babysitter money. <laughs> <laughs> Just one time. It's going to be real fun.
0: That one-time babysitter money. That one-time babysitter money. It's going to be a
1: one-shot, right?
0: Or have my mama, have my mama come. Yeah. Do it while my mom is in town.
1: Yeah, we're gonna have like thirty Oops. people in a free-for-all melee.
0: Oh my god,
1: it's gonna be it's gonna be some.
0: Oh, speaking of which, my mom will be here next week, week after, because she's coming for PAX. Mm-hmm. To 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 watch my child while I go to PAX, and hang out with folks and and eat food and drink alcohol. All right. I'm into yeah. it. All right. So Alicia Carabinus, unless you have something else,
1: ma'am, I think I've said it all.
0: Yeah. I guess that will bring us to the end of episode 177. Thank you for listening to listening to us talk about social gaming and ramble about social justice. I guess the two just have to be connected.
1: <laughs> uh <laughs>
0: And our children, as we're thinking more about that, because they're going they're going back to schooling in whatever way they have it this week and next. Um, so until next time, when we have episode 178, we would like to say, stay cool, <laughs> stay social. I'm like, what? And as always, my friends, game on.